Welcome and hello. I'm your host, Jillian Moss Backman, and this is Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. Well, I know I've been out of pocket for the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been out on tour going across the country and meeting all of you with my book, Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go of Religious Lockdown. I want to give a shout-out to Paul and the rest of the gang at Barnes & Noble in Davenport, Iowa. I had such a good time there. It was a huge bookstore, and people were meandering all over. You know, and as I was driving over there, I realized how much the Midwest gets this reputation of being kind of down home, and they're just like a beat behind the rest of the country. You know, and I suppose that's true. It all depends on what you consider important in your life and and how the measures that you use to conclude that we're just a little beat behind. But I thought it was so cosmopolitan from when I was there years and years ago when I lived there. It's a very upbeat place. And I think the Midwest kind of gets a rap, bad rap every once in a while. We have really good values. And it may look simple from the outside, but we have great trust in each other. And we're growing. We're keeping up with those side coasts as best we can. You know, I'm a contributing author for Time's Up, a group that I've been involved with now for about two years. And I had to submit my latest blog for April before I left And, you know, it's an eccentric group of people that have taken on the cause that I've told you about before about exposing the horrors of domestic violence in this country. And they write about things that are happening in legislation in each one of the states and things that are going on in churches and individual communities with the whole goal in mind of educating the public on this epidemic. So I had to turn in my blog before I went to Davenport so I could get it posted and everything. And the blogs have a tendency to be very heavy and depressing sometimes because they're written about specific cases and it just pulls at your heartstrings. So I really consider myself one of the wild card authors on this this group. And I strive as much as I can to make the post positive and a little bit off the beaten path with a little bit of diversity amongst all the pain. The cool thing about it is that I have complete literary freedom. They don't tell me what to write about, so I'm pretty much on my own each and every month to decide the topic that I want to cover. And I really take this privilege to heart because as an author, you don't really get that privilege very often, but I've been blessed with both my radio career and my publishing career to have that leeway. So I understand how important it is to have it. And a lot of times I write about intuitive stuff, but I try to keep it to a minimum unless something comes up that really tugs at my strengths to talk about in the world that I have to on an intuitive level. So the latest blog post that I wrote is entitled, Intuitive Messages Aren't Always About Good Things. I want to highlight a few things that I went over in that blog, and I'm not going to go over it completely on air, but go back to my website, JillianMossBackman.com, J-I-L-L-I-A-N-M-A-A-S, 
B-A-C-K-M-A-N.com. Or you can go over to the Time's Up blog, which is Time's Up, T-I-M apostrophe S, upblogspot.com. You know, I've really, in that article, I talk about how I've learned to trust and cherish my own intuitive nature, but it's taken me dozens of years to really embrace that really calm centeredness about it. And I've learned over the years that it becomes a natural cycle that we all have in trusting that soul voice. In a couple weeks, I'm going to start my new series on intuition, but I want to talk a little bit about it because I wrote about it in my blog. I really believe, and most people believe as a universal concept now, that we are all awakened with the same intuitive sense as babies, and as children, we have a tendency to trust it more because we really don't have anything else, right? Our intellectual properties aren't really, you know, at their fullest type. We don't understand words that things are going on, so we really have only our own gut to rely on. And as we get older, it kind of factions off into two ways. We go into our intelligence And then we go into our intuition, and usually the majority of the time our intellect starts taking over that intuitive aspect of ourselves, and then suspicion starts creeping in whether we know it or not. And a lot of times the casualty of this kind of living, the trust for our inner voice starts falling to the wayside. So as an adult, we really have to make a concerted effort and a decision to uh, resurrect that connection of our own intuitive soul voice. We call that the cycle of intuitive living. So into my adulthood, I really started working, fine-tuning my own intuitive craft through quiet studies and meditation. But the more that I got into the lifestyle, I started taking away the layers, and I started through seeing through this filtered lens that everybody else has about this kind of intuitive living. Now, I agree my intuition has opened doors to indescribable experiences that will only pertain to me, but it's changed my life forever. But there were some pretty startling things I learned once I uh, dedicated myself to this kind of awakened living. I really thought in my young and naive ways, intuitive ways, I really thought that I was in complete control of all the choices and messages that were coming my way. You know, I really live a concerted effort to stay on the positive side of life. You know, and I accomplished this by avoiding as many negative people in my life and circumstances. And in the past, what I used to do is I just cut them off. I would avoid anything, excuse me, I'd avoid anything that was remotely close to pessimistic or harmful to myself or the people that I loved around me. And in that naive sense, I really thought that I was in complete full charge of the messages that were coming through. So I was cherry picking to a sense, and this is a real pet peeve of mine, by the way. I really started cherry-picking, meaning I just would act on the ones I liked and threw away the rest, and I would just go along my business. Well, (laughs) 
I've some, since come to realize that was ridiculous thinking. I don't know where I thought that. I don't know if I read things or people, excuse me, people get the idea that this way of life is easier. It's more awakened. But I've learned the sense of my own errors, meaning this planet works on polarity. It works on days and nights, hot and cold climates, good and the ugly. You know, and if I were just going to start looking at all the good stuff and turn a blind eye to the hard stuff, meaning the messages that came through that mean I was going to have to do the hard work, but it would pay off in the end, it's like watching a movie with no plot, right? There's no friction or no lessons to learn and no sense of accomplishment once I conquered those lessons and kept growing forward. So I really had to figure out on my own that I had to receive all the messages. I had to listen and be present with all the good messages, but also the bad messages. I preface this whole story today because I want to address the case that's right in front of us right now, the Trayvon Martin case in Florida. My my goal in talking about this in my April blog for Time's Up was to give us all a heads up and a warning to what might potentially be happening in the future if we don't pay attention to what's going on right now. You know, like the rest of you, I wanted to cover my ears and just turn a blind eye to this whole thing, but for some reason, I think collectively, we're all being asked to go back and look at ourselves and revisit our past and exactly what that all means. And it's being brought up with this Trayvon Martin case. I want to talk about it specifically after the break, and I want to share with you some of the intuitive insights and thoughts that have been coming through and how we can make some resolutions from our past that we can work into lessons of the future. So we'll be right back and we'll talk about that after the break.
Welcome back to Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. I'm Julian Musbachman, and before the break, we were talking about staying positive and intuitive messages and how you can work with all the messages you receive. You know, one of the things that I have found, and I don't know if you guys find this in your life, it is so darn hard some days to keep grounded in the positive. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's changed from the past. It just seems like the, the, the with the Internet and conversations and how aggressive we are out in the world nowadays, it just seems like we literally have to make plans to stay positive and keep out of the negative every day. So one of the things that I've learned to do, because in intuitive, you catch everything that comes at you. You catch the intuitive negative and the intuitive positive that I was talking about before the break. So if you don't pay attention to it, you can really be pulled from one exaggeration to the other. So I've really learned that I have to bombard my thoughts every day with good stuff just to keep on that positive train. So I talked about meditation. I do that every day. But I also have a stack of inspirational cards next to my bedside. And every morning after I've gotten my kids off to school and I have time to take my coffee, I pull one card from the stack every day and I use it as a theme for the day. Now, this is no big deal. Most of you are doing it, and you sh- if you aren't doing it, maybe you should do it. So anyway, I took the liberty today for pulling a card out of the stack for all of us. And the interesting word that came up was cooperation, in quotation marks. Today, I'm going to cooperate with those I meet. I thought it was interesting. I, I also added, how about those we already know? But that's my little sidebar. You know, it's such a hot word right now, and you hear Bill Clinton talking about it all the time, and this whole idea that we should be replacing conflict with cooperation. And I swear, I didn't set it up. I really did pull this word this morning, but I thought, how apropos for what I was going to talk about anyway today on the show with this Trayvon Martin case. Well, please forgive me before I start with if I don't get this com- completely the way it should be, but I'm encapsulating this Trayvon Martin case just in a few sentences, and if you want to examine it more, you feel free to do. Anyway, there was a young child of color that was killed several weeks ago in Florida. I believe he's around 17 years old. And we haven't had the full story taken or told yet, but here's the gist of the case of what we can gather so far. There's a man that is not of color who's working the neighborhood watch, and he stumbles upon this teenager. And for some reason, an altercation ensues, and by the end of the meeting, the child was shot with a gun supposedly from the other person engaging in the altercation. Now, I know that's just a real small encapsulation, but I'm not really interested in rehashing the details of the story. That drama will unfold as it goes along. And I brought up this case because the conversation is spreading across America. 
I really have worked my whole business around the wellness of an individual, meaning I believe in the trickle-down theory. If we all work on our own individual challenges and lessons, that it will have a greater effect on the whole. But there's sometimes when I get messages that need to be broadcast to a greater audience just other than just my clients. The conversation that's starting to be bantered around this country is the issue of race and bigotry once again. And it might be a possible motive for the shooting that happened in Florida a couple weeks. How horrifically sad for all of us if it indeed turns out to be a fact. You know, and when those things happen to me, I start looking at an event like this from a different place than the majority of the world. I analyze these kind of situations backwards. I bypass the people part of the whole thing, the physical world, the words, the actions, the people, and I go straight to the energy of the matter because I believe everything carries energy, people, process, and things around us. So my intuitive sense went directly to the background forefront that nobody really notices. And it really affords me the opportunity to go past that human bias that we all have and get to the energetic heart to the matter of the issue. Well, when I did this, I have to be honest with you, I had a really bad gut feeling. I literally doubled over in my living room from pain. And when this happens, it's not a really good sign. I really start analyzing and picking it apart and trying to figure out what lessons we have to learn. When I get a hit like that or an intuitive sensing, it really felt like we have collective lessons and groups in society that we all have to go through. And whether we know it or unknow it at some level, we're all involved in this together now. And I want to share with you intuitively what I got. Now, it gets a little graphic from here, but I'm a very visual, energetic person, and we'll talk about that in intuition in a couple weeks. But I want to tell you what happened to me when I was in meditation. I saw trails and trails of this putrid-looking sludge gunk on the ground, and it was like coming from all directions. And all these lines and trails were leading back in time. And it was strange because there were like fields and grasses that were over it, you know, so you could see the trails underneath in the earth level and then grass on top of it. Like the energy had been trapped underneath all of this grass and it was underneath down below where you couldn't see it from the surface just like it is now. At the bottom of these trails, however, there was this resonance of pink energy, and it was a beautiful glow hue underneath all the junk. And it felt like there was generations and generations of cover-ups over the slime that you can't see, but it was building up underneath the ground and that the covering was simply temporary. And then I saw people stomping on the earth all around on the top, trying to keep this lid, so to speak, on this residual energy that was coming from the past. 
in my blog, I talked about unfinished energetic residual relationships from our historic past that are still lingering below the surface. Now, I have no idea if this is going to be the case that that unsurfaces this whole unfinished energetic residual stuff that I'm seeing, but it certainly is starting to bring up all of that. And as I've talked about before, like all good lessons, if they haven't been learned, you have to repeat them over and over like little kids. How many times do we have to tell our kids, don't run out in front of the car, don't run out in front of the car, but they repeat it and they repeat it and repeat it until intrinsically and intellectually they understand it. This is where I feel we're at with this case in particular once again. I feel like we're all being tested, that we have the capacity now to clean up these messes from the past and stop these lessons and move on to new ones. The first thing that I got was that we really have to work on energetic forgiveness to those in the past from all sides, not just from a particular side, but every side and all the people and the universe, everybody that was involved in the same kind of challenges we had years and years ago. Once we start doing that, the energy trail that I saw in my head will bring back and start letting go of this natural hue of, of pink. But I really have this hard and really gut feeling that I can't get out of myself, that vigilantes are going to start using this for their own gain. We really can't feed into those energies of hateful words because those hateful words carry this energy I'm talking about. We all need to check ourselves at the door. We do have to pay attention to what we say, and we have to encourage our neighbors and our children and our friends to do the same. As I pulled today the card cooperative, and I'm going to add the word cooperative energy, feeds more trust and value in the world instead of a conflict energy. And I'm afraid there's a lot of people left in this world that want to keep that conflict energy going. They get off on it. They like it. And for some reason, there's a segment of population that loves doing that. Now, that's nothing new, and that's going to continue as we going forward. But for some reason, we've been able to allow the conflict energy override this cooperative ability to work with each other. We have lost the ability to trust one another in this situation and in this, le- in this lesson in particular. I don't know if we had a trust before or were gaining new trust, but we did have some successes in the past of trust and abilities. I don't want that to be wiped out in one fell swoop because of this episode in Florida. We're bigger than that. We can take the constant energy of conflict out of this and put in cooperative words instead. We don't have to go down this road again. We know what it's all about. There's nothing new to experience down the road we've already traveled. 
there's enough of us out there that know that we can go down a different traveled road. We don't have any more lessons. We only have forgiveness of the energy. And when you're working with energy, you don't have to do the physical work. You only have to do the spiritual work, which is just ask for the forgiveness. Ask for cooperation instead of conflict. And lastly, I ask and implore each one of you that we bring forth the correct leaders that encourage this same kind of open wound to heal with words of hope instead of conflict, that they can fuel our flames of trust for one another and start growing more optimism between all these groups. I'm concerned that we're going to repeat what we've done and not try something new. There's so many good leaders out there that are working towards a better resolution and a different way of life in the world. And one of these prominent teachers is the Dalai Lama. We all know the Dalai Lama, you know, the, and the teachings that he represents in the world, which is complete peace and individual calmness creates a calm within the world. Well, it just so happens that this leader, in fact, is going to be in Chicago next week. So I've had the privilege to be asked to accompany one of my dear friends, Father John Mulder, who's been asked to be a part of the opening convocation prayers for the event. So I know that he knows that I love all different kinds of religions, and I love to see great teachers and be in the presence and energy of these kind of great teachers. So he's asked me to accompany him next week. So in my travels, I am going to ask for resolution of peace and calm for this situation in Florida. I'm going to bring forth that energy and asking for all of us that we can find in our hearts to once and for all close this historic chapter in our lives and move into a more worldly world of cooperation rather than conflict. So know that's where I'm going to be next week, but I preference all that because to tell you I won't be available on Thursday's show because I'll be there. So next week my show, Change Already, is going to air live next Tuesday. And then the following week, I'll be back on Thursdays to report and hopefully have a few pictures I can add to the website um, on this whole experience with the Dalai Lama. I'm so looking forward to it. I know many of you are going to be going. I'd love to hear some stories. And if you can, find it in your heart to get clear on the energies and prayers that you want to take with you when you're in the presence of that great energy. That's the cooperative energy I'm talking about. Our prayers are significant and our thoughts of love and divine trust are great in alone. But when you have the ability to put it in the pile with the rest of the world, changes really can occur. So next week I will be on Tuesday Live. And I want you to remember between now and then, 
Change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. Please go back to my website at JillianMossBackman.com and read the rest of the blog that I was talking about this week that I posted on Time's Up, which is intuitive messages aren't always good things. I will see you next week, same time, except on Tuesday. And remember, Blog Talk Radio, we'll see you next week, same time, same place.